Ready? Okay. So, what's up, you guys? It's your boy, Gabby Duga. Welcome to episode three of That Straight Up with Gabby Duga. Coming to you live from Glendale, California, the beautiful Glendale, California, on a, on a Thursday. On a Wednesday evening, this episode will be will be live by Friday morning, well, Friday lunch period. So you guys can listen to lunch around the lunchtime and then you listen to the latest uh, sports updates for, for this week. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna quickly go to sports highlights. Of course, uh, let's get to the let's get into the scores so far. As you know, the women's FIFA World Cup is on, and during the group stage, USA draws against uh against Netherlands, a score of one one one. The games are gonna be going through tomorrow evening. Vietnam and Portugal at mid midnight, and in Australia and Nigeria at three a.m. Followed by Argentina, South Africa at five uh, five in the evening. Uh, t- tomorrow that all the games of of the Women's World Cup will be live on FS One. So if you guys have cable on FS One. Um, uh, and if you know the history making making game as as Philippines won against uh New Zealand on the score one nil with Serena Bolden scoring the game winning goal on the fir- first half on a header against the host Zealand and Japan moving on to the quarterfinal stage as they beat Costa Rica two nil. And a draw between Switzerland and Norway with nil nil. If we take a look into the table, the last game of the tournament, if the Philippines wins against um Norway, uh, that's gonna be Sunday midnight, midnight at twelve a.m. on FS One. Philippines will will most likely make it to the. The round of thirty-two, before final stage, the round of sixteen actually, final stage. So that's so far in the women's World Cup. Now let's take a look into uh, Major League Baseball. Some of the key key games. Marlins wins against their in-state rivals, Tampa Bay Rays, with a score of seven-one. The Cardinals won against Diamondbacks, eleven to seven. The Dodgers, after a Come uh behind uh come from behind win, the Dodgers lost by seven runs against the Toronto Blue Jays, and the crosstown rivals of the Padres lost against the lost against the Pirates three to two, and the Angels and Tigers have been postponed, and they're gonna make make the game up for the, the next game now. If we take a look at the standings, um, I'm sure that the league leading uh Baltimore Orioles are now a game and a half ahead against the Tampa against the Tampa Bay Rays with a record of 62 wins and 40 losses. The 
Minnesota Twins with the uh league uh with the division leading four games above five hundred. So that's that's basically fifty four four wins, fifty losses. The Rangers had a has a uh near uh twenty three. Let's, let's uh game let let's take a let's do the math sixty minus forty three. A seventeen game above five hundred with a, with the record of sixty wins and forty two into the National League, uh, a eighteen game above five hundred, uh, division leading Atlanta Braves. So that's their number one. Milwaukee Brewers. That's fifty seven wins and forty six losses. That's a nine game uh spread, and they're they're ahead against their division rivals, Cincinnati Reds, and the Dodgers. With fifty-eight wins and forty-three losses, that's a fifty. And some of the, and as as you know, trade deadline has really uh is approaching within a week, and so we're gonna quickly talk about uh topics that will satisf- satisfy the sports fans, regular sports fans across the United, across California, and across the world here on my podcast. That's straight up again. now. There are six topics that we're going to be discussing within this week. And I I suppose that this topic are going to be very uh, hot topics, or give or take. Uh, Before we get to the topics, let's go to the NFL as as you know, training camp. Is already underway, and the first game of the preseason is is the Hall of Fame game. It's gonna be on NBC. The Jets will play against the Cleveland Browns in Canton, Ohio. So that's gonna be preseason, and and the training camp is it's on its way. So yeah, and you know, guess who's gonna be in the the HBO series? Hard knocks. It's gonna be the New York Jets, so it's gonna be a very interesting sh- um uh season for the New York Jets uh, as they got Aaron Rodgers to to lead the way to promised land. Now, before we talk about football, we're gonna we're gonna talk about again back to the six topics that we're gonna discuss for tonight. So the the six topics are gonna be. The NBA, the expansion of NBA teams, which is gonna be reportedly coming out from the hot some some of the presses in ESPN and other sports websites. NBA expansion in Las Vegas and Seattle. Shohei Otani. This is just actually a hot news coming out right off the press. Otani being pulled out of the trade conversation from the Angels and focused on making it to the playoffs. Hopefully, Angels make it to the playoffs, or else it's gonna be a disaster. Yankees, uh, again, struggling and not not surprising, but we're going to take a look into, into the standings. And Dray- Draymond Green's beef with Jordan Poole's dad, so the daddy, or the dad, is coming into that conversation between those two players who got into a fisticuffs from a year ago. Dan Snyder, Washington Commanders owner, no more. 
and Magic Johnson is, and his ownership group comes in as the new owners of that team. And that's your name change. So we don't know what's good. what's the name change going to be. And finally, the the 2023 Women's People World Cup. As I said on the sports update, the Philippines won their first game ever in the in their national federation. And also, we're talking about USA women's soccer, and also more of the soccer topics too with Messi, with, with Lionel Messi, with Busquets and Iniesta playing in the MLS. So that's gonna be a very very interesting topic. Keep you guys tune in to the podcast later on today. So. The first topic we're, we're going to be dis- discussing in tonight's podcast is going to be the NBA expansion, rip, the reported NBA expansion in Las Vegas and Seattle. Now, if you think about it, if you ask me the question, would the NBA expand? Two more teams out in the West with Seattle and Las Vegas. My answer to this question is Seattle makes sense. Vegas ain't the, the A makes sense. That was 10 years ago. I would say why Seattle makes sense main, those 10 years ago is because there used to be an NBA team in Seattle until it was taken away and moved to Oklahoma City, which was the Seattle Supersonics that became the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, in a sense, the topic of bringing back Seattle in the NBA fold is has been going on since Oklahoma City moved, or I mean, the the, the old Supersonics moved to Oklahoma City to become the OKC Thunder that that led with the the young core. At that time, with KD, with Westbrook and James Harden, with Ibaka and Collison, Cephalosha, you name it, right? So that was then Vegas at that time. If you if you guys don't know, if you guys weren't born around the early 2000s, which I was watching NBA back home in the Philippines, Las Vegas used to have a NBA All-Star sometime around 2007, that was a success. But that was under the leadership of David Stern. There were, there have been conversations of Vegas being a viable destination for sports. But it wasn't like that. So if, if you ask me that question again, would Vegas make sense? I would tell you, I, I would have sent you to Mental institution said, "You ought to be crazy. Why Vegas? You know, not to, not to say gambling is not not gambling is bad, but you know, there's something interesting to be in Vegas. But if you ask me now, I mean seriously now, right? Seattle and Vegas to be expanded, be part of the expansion team. I will tell you straight away, straight up, it does make sense. It." Pardon my French, okay? Those that are listening, younger viewers, it fucking makes sense. Okay? I tell you why it it really fucking makes sense, okay? I'm sorry uh, for the younger uh, listeners that are listening to the podcast, you know, throwing F bombs, but I'm trying to 
make this description clear. Think of it. When Las Vegas had a had their first professional sports team, bringing the Vegas Golden Knights in the in the fold, you know, within the National Hockey League. No one, no one in the sports world would think like, oh, I don't know what what Vegas Golden Knights will look like. Are they gonna stink up the joint? Are they gonna fold? Or they're going to win the Stanley Cup within their first year in the expansion team, right? Now, mind you, no one had thought of Vegas. No one. But when the Golden Knights made that inaugural season or that magical, what would have been a Cinderella ride to the Stanley Cup, uh, winning the Stanley Cup, but unfortunately losing against the Washington Capitals in 2018, a lot of the leagues knew that's a big money revenue that's coming in. That's straight up big money coming in, right? It's a perfect place. I'm not going to lie. I've been in Las Vegas multiple times. When I was a kid, even now as an adult. Vegas is a beautiful thing. If you're a college kid, Wherever you are in, in, in the United States, you wanna you wanna go fucking go to Las Vegas. You wanna go out there, party, enjoy the night, go to the strip, enjoy the concerts, Bruno Mars, you name it. Gambling if you want, right? Where's the book, Becky? The betting, right? Because of that success, that initial success of Vegas Golden Knights, speaking to the Stanley Cup. It ring the it ring, not alarm bells, but it ring cash. If you know Randy Moss would say, "Spray cash, homie." That was the initial point, right? And it does make sense. It really does make sense to have a professional sports team in Vegas. What followed was after the Vegas Golden Knights making it that successful run. What used in Texas, what used to be the San Antonio Silver Stars, eventually relocating in Vegas. That became the Vegas, Las Vegas Aces. I think, yes, Las Vegas Aces. That's in WNBA. Now, they didn't have the similar, what would have been the similar, you know, Cinderella ride in their first year as a, you know, relocating team. But there was the, there was that, Little, there was already a foundation built in, right? There was a foundation that built in. Uh, every, uh, the other leagues were following the track. NHL already started it. WNBA followed suit. And to think about it, if you're, say, a professional athlete, would you want to go to Vegas? Heck yeah, you want to go to Vegas. You wanted to enjoy the nightlife. You want to enjoy. I I would I would assume if you love party party life the club life. Anyways, uh, uh, I want you guys to be careful going out. But these two teams from the from different leagues 
they were the beginning building blocks. Right? And to think of it, right? Without those two teams, it wouldn't be, it would not be, you know, you know, like a, a, something to think of for, for other leagues, right? Now, if you ask me, right? If you ask me, what other leagues follow suit? Yeah, definitely, right? After, say the no, I'm gonna put the Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Aces, right? They start, they struggled, they didn't qualify for the playoffs. They were ninth seed, right? 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Uh, they, the Vegas, Las Vegas Aces, have been in playoff contention since. They relocated. Now, similar story to to Golden Knights. They were in the playoffs. When they they were in the Stanley Cup. They were in Western Conference Finals. They were in the playoffs every single year, except in one of the seasons that they didn't make it to the playoffs around. I think 2022, 2021, 2022. You know, if you guys could fact check me and send me a send me a message right away. You know, you know, if you guys know your sports history. But yeah, those two teams. They were the starting. Stumbling, uh, start starting a uh, foundation, the cornerstone, to build the professional teams in Vegas, right? So that was the start. Now, with NFL, right, with the what what is now the Las Vegas Raiders, what was what was then the Oakland Athletics, oh, no no Oakland Raiders, I'm sorry, the Oakland Raiders. The Raider whole fan base. Right? That franchise, before they moved to Vegas, the Raiders had a hard time to find a property to build, you know, to replace what was what has been a very old, highly depreciated. Stadium in Oakland, the Coliseum, where the A's and the Raiders play, so, not simultaneously, but se- separately, or simultaneously and also later say separately, right? If you were the Raiders fan, they were Oakland fans were very loyal to the Raiders, super loyal to the point where they didn't want to move. He would really wanted to stay in Oakland. If Al Davis was still alive, he would have won the Raiders to stay in Oakland. But with the local politics in, in Oakland not get not granting them the land, you know, across the the six eighty freeway. Off that old Navy Pierre, the hands were tight, and on top of it too, the Raiders were already since two thousand, since the twenty tens, they've been somewhat inconsistent, 
consistent and inconsistent of a team, right? To think about it, if you're a, if you're the Raiders fan, obviously you don't want to leave what what has been the the team in in Oakland, California for almost for more than fifty years. To move to Oakland, uh, to move to Las Vegas. Not only <laughs> it was a pain for many Raider fans, but in a sense, this was a new beginning, right? For, for Vegas. Now that that stadium off the 15th freeway, the Allegiant Stadium, massive, beautiful stadium. It's like you're in the massive cathedral. Not not really to compare with our with our football stadium in in Inglewood with SoFi, but it's a giant cathedral. And when that, I mean, the pandemic really hampered that opening until they waited until twenty twenty one. But in a sense, when Oakland Raider fans and I, I assume and presume Raiders fans were very happy. Mostly happy that they they're they're happy with the new stadium. Granted, the you know if you're in LA and you're a Raider fan, uh, uh, the old classic LA Raider fan, that would that's a fun five hour drive up up to Vegas and then a, another five hour drive down back or just an hour and a half fly uh, flight to Vegas. That. That that then, you know, when the when the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, it was a win win. I'm not going to lie, because now there's a proper place to tailgate, to enjoy the game, and also to be at the same at the same time. The Raiders fans in Las Vegas, they're you're building a new. Fan base in in Las Vegas, right? So in a sense, it it united both in both states, Nevada and California, Nor NorCal and SoCal, and also people within Clark County in Nevada. So this 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 was a a a, a, a more like an income, you know. Boost generation, uh, generated. With now, not you don't have two now. You have three. Now, what's next? The baseball team with athletics again, similar situation with with the Raiders, with the city of Oakland, not getting the land that they wanted. With the local, with the politics that's happening in in Oakland, with the mayor and the city council refusing to give them the land. Just recently, the the state government of of Nevada, the state senate, passed a bill, a budget bill, that would let the athletics to build their stadium again in downtown Las Vegas, off the strip, and that's gonna be a new facility. Think about it. If you're, and I'm, I'm sorry if you're a, a, an Oakland Ace fan, but 
this is going to be a uh, you know a bittersweet feeling for many of those fans out there you know for a lot of those fans that moving teams you know as Oakland for the last decade or so has lost four teams with with the Warriors moving back to the Bay Area with the Raiders relocating to Vegas with the Athletics soon to be relocating to Vegas in about two three years time you know it's you know it's a better sweet time for many of the Oakland fans but it's also a big boost in 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 uh in in Vegas because this is now an economic driven generating boost economy now with now you got tourism, you got gambling and everything else. This is gonna make the battle a bit richer in the decades to come. With and now NBA sounding the alarm, they say, "Hey, we're gonna we want we want a team. We're gonna make sure that instead of having a 30, 30 teams, we're gonna have thirty two teams, right?" And we'll discuss about Seattle soon later on in this podcast. Now it, it will benefit them again, having a natural rival with Portland. But with, with the NBA having Vegas there, uh, you, you'd be surprised. A lot of NBA players like to go to Vegas, right? Just think of it. When, especially in, this, in the international basketball scene, right? In every four years, a lot of players, NBA players, right? Are right now practicing in Las Vegas. At the UNLV gym in um, at the Thomas Mack Arena, right? Preparing this is a good place for many of those NBA players to you know to practice and to work out in Vegas because, in a sense, you know having an NBA team in in Vegas not only increase the brand market of NBA, this would generate new fan base, not just in not just in in Vegas. But in all over neighboring states, right, neighboring areas that don't have any prof- that their professional teams that are far away from, say, Phoenix, LA, Portland, you know, Denver, and, and for, if you are a, a Vegas fan, you're a Vegas fan, or you know, a native in Vegas, you th- this could potentially be your new home team, right? You, you can, but then again, this, this could split the allegiance because there's, to tell you the truth, you know, in that, in the Filipino community, there's a lot of Filipinos that are Lakers fans. And if the NBA team, if the, if the NBA announces soon that Las Vegas will have a team within two years' time, boy, many of those Lakers fans in Vegas would switch allegiance in an instant, they say, "Hey, this is my home team. Whatever the name this new Vegas team is, it's gonna be a win-win, right?" So, if you think about Vegas in the uh, being part of the NBA, in the NBA, it it fucking makes sense. Totally fucking makes sense, right? Now, I want to switch gears to Seattle for for the last fifteen so years. Since 
since the Supersonics became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Seattle fans have been clamoring to have an NBA team. They've been clamoring since 2008. Now, it was it was wrong. And I I really admit the league made a made made a huge mistake having a um you know um a Northwest Division rival move to Oklahoma City and, and not, not having a a natural rivalry in that division, right? But but I this is the this is what I say about the Seattle NBA expand uh, you know like the re expansion team. I should say in Seattle because Supersonics have been there uh, started uh, the Seattle uh, NBA team or the Supersonics started entered in the NBA in 1967. This has been a very um, you know you know it, it's it was it was it was coming. I'm not going to lie. It's you know having an NBA team in Seattle really. You know, reestablishes the 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 Pacific Northwest rivalry. You know, if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan, you know, you, you know, you still want you know you you get your answers, you get your prayers that a, a new team in Seattle will um will come will come there. But do I do I? Wish that there that the name will be back to Supersonics. We don't know, and we don't know what the the announcement from the NBA will will say because there have been a lot of reports that Silver have been wishing wash, but that that's here on nor there to discuss. And we'll talk about it later, literally later on in this podcast. But but if you're you know if you live in Seattle, Washington, if you really you know want to have an NBA team back, and also. You know, the, the 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 arena that's been used that is used by uh Seattle Kraken, right? The Climate Pledge Arena, what used to be the key arena, has been renovated, it's been modernized, and you may know, have been expanded new uh more seats uh to accommodate the uh, you know hockey in, in hockey standards. This is at, gonna be a game changer now with Seattle and Vegas. This will make NBA more popular, not just in the United States, in, in Canada, but even more around the world because they know that, oh, Seattle, Seattle is back. Seattle is, again, in serious business in basketball. Now, all the teams that that, that, that had rivalries with Seattle will be like, oh, this, they mean business now, right? So, Again, there's gonna be more players that are gonna be coming in and getting drafted in the NBA. You know, when if these two teams come up, right, with the expansion draft and and whatnot. So we'll see what the NBA does within the next weeks, within the next couple of weeks and months, and if this announcement will come into fruition, right. So. If you have any comments in this topic, you know, let me know on on this podcast, and you know, shoot me a a DM, me a message, and I will literally answer the uh all those uh, comments about this topic. Now, the second topic that we're going to cover is the Otani 
what could have been the trade, what could have been the, the sweepstakes if the Angels didn't really pull them out. As it, just, it was reported in the ESPN this evening. Now, if you're a baseball fan and you heard my second, my previous episode, that there were five teams that the that that Mutani could go for the trade if he requested a trade, I said that the Dodgers would really make sense. Right, the Mets and the Yankees. They're a hot mess. They're out of the contention. Seattle, no way. Uh, it's awesome. Like Etrio Legacy's there. The Giants. If you're a Giants fan, uh, fan uh, go go to go to the go cry in the corner. We don't. You don't deserve it. You don't need it, right? But as of the recording tonight, the standings of of the um. With the Angels, right? If if the season ends tonight, right? The Angels are four games behind the last wild card spot. That would be the Toronto Blue Jays with a record of fifty two wins and forty nine wins. Now. When I saw that news, that Otani being pulled out of the trade sweepstakes conversation, my first initial thought was, "What? What the fuck? Uh, what the fuck is the Angels are? Doing? What the fuck the Angels are doing? Okay, what are they doing?" Are they messing with Mike Trout right now? They're already messed up with Mike Trout, and they're they're gonna be fuck, fucking it up with Otani. Now we don't know what the what the front office of the Angels are doing as of tonight, right? The Angels have acquired their number the number one ace of the Chicago White Sox because the White Sox. For their dealer, dear life, they cannot get themselves get off their losing streak. In fact, they're fire selling all their young talents with Giolotto. With get as they traded away Lucas Giolotto for a bag of cookies to the Angels. Now, having a one-two combination with Giolotto and Otani, would they make it to the playoffs? IDK. Do we know the ETA that they're going to make it to the last spot of the wild card? We don't even fucking know. Now, say, say that Giolato gets hot, gets the momentum. 
do they bring back the players that the Angels, you know, those players from the Angels that had been injured for a while? We don't know. Rendon have been injured since 4th of July. I don't know how long he has to stay in, in the injured list. I don't know how many players are in the IL. You know, it's it's never been guaranteed, right? And being the trade deadline, being close to August 1st, August 1st is about shit. Five days. I mean, six days. Shit. And we don't know what what the last month and a half season would look like. Right? Do we know for certain that I mean, Otani will get his home runs, his, his base hits, his runs, and his Runs batted in. He'll get his strikeouts, his whip, or his, you know, his earn, lower his earn, earn run average. Trout, same thing. Flashy plays, home runs, stolen bases, you name it. But what about the rest? What about the rest of the roster in the Angels? Can they pull some weight? Between these two stars. And now coming in with Lucas Giolato. We don't know. We don't know what this trade will look like. Right? What fruit they will bear in this trade deadline. Right? It's a wait and see how this trade goes. But I say I say it again in, in, in you know, it literally straight up with this. You know, pulling Otani out of that trade conversation, they're just they're just messing it up. They're fucking up someone. They're, they're fucking up someone's bag. I said it in the previous uh episode, straight up. If Otani goes to the Dodgers, you'll get big bags. North of half of almost half a billion dollars or even close to a billion dollars how big that bag is and if Otani I don't blame Otani on this Otani has been great sensational as a pitcher and as a batter I blame on the Angels organization for this if they don't make it to the playoffs and if they, they don't get the last Playoffs, uh, the the last spot in the in the wild card to knock off the Toronto Blue Jays, which virtually nearly impossible because they gotta go on a hot streak, and if they if they go to a hot hot streak, can they sustain it when they go to the playoffs in September and October? To wait and see. Now, before I I say segue to the next topic, right? Before I seg segue to the next topic, you know, if the trade the trade deadlines have been uh have been very very um 
you know, not not a noisy, very very noisy. Okay. Um. Uh. Actually, you know, if if they get gelato, if they trade away gelato, that'll be good. Um. Dodgers, yeah, straight off the straight off the presses. Ahmed Rosario becomes a Dodger as they traded for Noah Syndergaard, the tour. Very inconsistent for the last month or so. With an ERA posted whopping 7.16. Dodgers are in need of another arm so that they can protect Urias and Kershaw. Hopefully, Walker Bueller comes back. But mm, let's see. Um, PK Hernandez, who was then a former Dodger, returned home to the Dodgers. Which is very, very, uh, Fun news, I might add. Um, so it hasn't really changed. I I'm not, I'm not really <laughs> surprised that they got they brought back uh, Jose Hernandez. He's an energy bunny in in the clubhouse. Yeah, if you're a Dodgers a Dodger fan, it's a very it's a beautiful day in the La La Land. Because Kike Hernandez, he's a utility man. He's a, he can play any position in the outfield, any position in, in the infield, in exception to first base. He can swing for power. He can swing swing for contact. Reliable to get runs. He can he can steal the uh steal bases. Very consistent player. Since he came up to the majors, uh, almost ten years ago. So Kike Hernandez, again, bringing him back is a welcome addition for the Dodgers as they make, hopefully, they make a long run to the World Series. Hopefully, uh, to extend the you know to ensure the legacy of of their ace, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Man, so man, that's a lot of topics to talk about. I'm not gonna lie. This is very, very. This is very exciting. Uh, you know, news that are coming out and out on the sports. Although it's gonna be July, it, or almost end of July, almost end of July, on the way to August. So football season is coming up. NFL and college football coming up. Yes. NBA basketball season is coming up too. So that's gonna be a very, very fun, fun, um, fun. Uh, four months towards the end of the year, and then the beginning of the first six months of the year. I'm not a Yankees fan, but I want to talk about the Yankees. Quote unquote struggles. Now, do I know? Do I know the struggles of the Yankees? <laughs> I let's let's take a look. Okay, let's take a look of the Yankees uh rankings this season, okay? Now, 
if you're a New Yorker, right? Right, and uh, uh, I mean, geez, uh, let's start with the record. The American League East, I would say. This is a division that's compar uh, comparable to the NFC East, right? With the, with the teams fighting a chance to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. You want to guess who's the number, who goes number one in the AL East? I want you to guess it in the next 10 seconds. If you think of the Yankees being number one, you must be crazy. You, someone spiked your dream. You'd, you'd, you'd say to yourself, you would run out of the doors. And if I said this to you, the Baltimore. And you would say so. Say to yourself, what? The Orioles? Yeah. The fucking Baltimore Orioles. With a record of 62 wins, 40 losses. That's a four games above 500 if you, if they are in the wild cards, but game, but they're ahead in their division. Almost two games. If you think about the Orioles, they were, they were already, they were the punching bag for the last five years, right? But, now come to think of it, the Yankees. Again, I want I want to stress out the question: What's the record of the Yankees this season? Guess with me. Ten seconds. You'd be surprised. You would say, okay, around thirty-three wins, forty-six losses. No. They're not like in the 1970s where Billy Martin was the manager. You'd be surprised. <laughs> they have a good winning record of 54 wins, 48 losses. That, if you think about it in a percentage, that is a 52.9%. That's 53% of the games that they have won. You're probably asking, Abby, what on earth are you, are you asking this question about the Yankees? They don't struggle right now. They're not struggling. They're doing okay. But then again, I ask you the question. Take a look at the the last 10 games. What has been their record? They have been a mediocre 500 team for the last 10 games. Five wins, five losses. They have their first win. We do. Now, let's take a look at the run differential. The Yankees have uh, run scores, run scored, 446 runs scored. But runs allowed by the Yankees have been 431. That is a me measly 11 runs, That's a 11 run difference. Now, I suppose to... The Tampa Bay Rays, who have been in a bit of a losing streak, 
they have a a whopping 141 runs 141 run difference that's second to um to to the league leading Texas Rangers and if to compare that to the Rangers that is a, a stunning 146 run so they have been a very mediocre team from the beginning of the season till now now do we know the reason one it could come from injuries Aaron Judge have been in have been hurt for a while. You don't know the status of Aaron Aaron Judge, right? On top of it, too, we don't know if um if he's gonna come back, right? You don't know what's gonna be the you know status of Aaron Judge. Now, if you take a look at you know the roster as a whole. It's been a down year for the Yankees. It's been a struggling year. Aaron Judge with 19 home runs, he would bomb around 30, 40. Last year, you know, career high of some north of 50 home runs. Now he has 19. That is a massive drop of home runs, right? Anthony Bobby, not bad as a rookie shortstop, 13. 13, home, uh, 13 runs, right? Now, now, let's take a look at the pitching, right? Uh, let's take a look more. Actually, actually want to take a look more into hitting. Rizzo, LeMahieu, Balfi. Been a, it's been a very uh, um, luckluster year. Okay, it's been a luckluster year. Runs batted in. No one has hit 50 runs batted in. Labor Torres has been the leading. Has been leading, right? Right. The, the most concerning thing in the Yankees is the strikeout. Wolfie well, being the rookie, you know, that that that's fine. It, you know, he's a rookie. But for the players like Rizzo, LeMayu, Judge, uh yeah, it's a very concerning uh number, right? Rizzo with thir uh, 331 OBP or, or on the base percentage. Slugging percentage, Labor Torres been leading. It's a very, very lackluster team, I'm not gonna lie. It, uh, if the Yankees cannot Flip the switch right away. They're fucking gone. They're not gonna make it to the playoffs, right? They're gonna be a a a you know laughing stock. If you think it with the pitching so far, uh, Garrett Cole with nine wins, uh, Clark Schmidt with six. The 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 ERA is gonna be uh an interesting one. I mean, jeez. Two seven eight for Garrett Cole. He'll get his his uh numbers right. The OPS on uh on base plus slugging the the Yankees 
ranked. Not even, well, not even, even in top twenty. They're ranked seventh worst in the league. Seventh with a OPS of seven oh six, with an average batting average as a team of wow, a disa- disastrous two thirty. So that means that that's one. That's less than one, and less than like two and a half. That's uh, a play appearances. It's no wonder that a lot of Yankees, if you're a Yankee fan, no wonder that, you know, there might be some calls of firing Aaron Boone. And if you're the Yankees fan, I'm sure you want to get rid of Brian fucking Cashman. I'm not going to lie. Cashman hasn't given the Yankees but it needed a championship. Go back to the 90s. They've, they've been consistent to win championships up until the new century. But now, they only have one World Series. That was more than 10 years ago. That was 2009. I was in almost eighth grade now, right? It's, it's it's just pathetic. And that that is just very pathetic, at least, right? RBIs, Ron's batted it. They're they're the tenth worst teams in in the league with four hundred forty eight runs batted in. So it shows you the 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 weakness of the Yankees. Now. If you ask me this question, would the Yankees make a playoff run? Absolutely not. With that record, 54 wins and 48 losses? They're what? Well, how many games are they behind the... the uh, how many games are they behind the the final uh, wildcard spot? That's two and a half games. Against their rival... Against their... Uh, against their AL East rival, Toronto Blue Jays. That's no way. There is the ain't, ain't no way. Ain't no way that they're gonna make it there. Because I know Tampa Bay Rays, they're locked. I mean, God forbid the race struggles now. Yeah. God knows what, what the record will be. I hope that they make it they make a, a big uh big winning streak. But the Yankees I don't see it. They got to do something about their roster. They got to do something about how to increase youth. You know, you know, get more more prospects out of the, you know, and make it to the, to, to the roster. I don't really see it that way, right? So, now, as we end, as we almost finish this uh, topic. We're going to talk about basketball. No. We're in the Holy Grail. Discussion. If you're a Warriors fan, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Man. It's going to be a very uh, what you want to call it. Another reopening of the that chapter of the 
Draymond and Jordan. Now Jordan Poole has been has been traded to the Washington Wizards. NBA tra- uh, free agency has began almost a month ago. Now, with the beef still intensifying, Jordan Poole on his first press conference in he said like you know. You know, he gave flowers to the Warriors fans, but he didn't mention about Trayvon. So he didn't want to talk about it, which is a good thing. You know, he doesn't want to extend it. But, but guess who comes, who gets the bigger L at this? You know, it was a class act of Jordan Poole. I'm not going to lie. You know, you, you don't want to think about what happened from the past. You're getting punched by Trayvon. Very professional for, the, for an athlete, right? But, Jordan Poole's dad, Anthony Poole, came in into this conversation. And I might quote a paraphrase what he said, right? He said that Draymond did not come to us to apologize. Now, you may not know the context of what was Jordan Poole's dad coming in. Now, this this was this ha- this happened during the training camp when the Warriors were already preparing, busy preparing for the for the new for what was the 2022-2023 NBA season. When Jordan when Jordan Poole and Draymond Green were talking smack to, to each other, resulting to a fisticuff, punching. Jordan Poole and having him suspended by the team and not the league by by the by the team for a couple of games I mean like four or five games and that team chemistry really soured since that lunch now I I would say this if I was a professional player and I got punched by, you know, by my teammate. Granted, I have to stand up and fight for myself. But to, but yeah, I appreciate what Draymond, no, no, not Draymond, but uh, um, what Jordan Poole's dad trying to do. He's trying to protect his kid, which is, which is a, a noble thing to do. But to air it out on, on the social media like that, it, it, you know, by saying, oh, you know, you 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 you're too big. You think like that? You you know, you didn't apologize to rhyme up rhyme on my face, and Draymond discussing it on the podcast. I I, I find this very laughable, laughable in the sense that you know, if the pops didn't dish it out, then he he could have just called Draymond and you know, have a one one on one meeting. Then this this topic wouldn't not come back. I mean, bro, really? I mean, I get it. You love your son. You want to protect your son, but Jordan Poole is already in his soon to be mid twenties. I mean, he had to defend himself. He had to protect himself. He had to defend himself. He had to defend his honor, man. Yeah, daddy. Can- Come, come into his ass and say, Daddy, please protect me. Please, 
come and help me. A bully has said something bad about me. I mean, you get it. I mean, if I was if I was a parent, I would have to protect my child. But to come to that, dish it out on the social media, and now Draymond discussing about it makes makes Jordan Poole less of a man. Not gonna lie. Right? Great player, but he makes makes himself less of a less of a man because he cannot defend himself. He had to have his daddy to protect himself. And I feel like why even? Why even do that? Why embarrass yourself? Comment about this about this topic and the previous topics that I talked about with the Otani being pulled out of the trade, the Yankees struggling, and also the Draymond. Right now, we're gonna segue a little bit, a little bit with the uh, uh very difficult topic. I want to talk about this dance night for the Philippines. I'll make the the people women's world club. Uh, but I want to talk about Dan Snyder. Washington Commanders owner no more. Magic Magic Johnson. History, in a sense. He becomes the first black owner to own an NFL team. That's a big deal. Although it's not a majority ownership. It's a group. He gets a minority stake of it. But that's actually a big deal. Right, because now, if you're not aware of Commanders, what used to be the Washington Football Team, what used to be that name, Washington Redskins, Redskins for the last eighty years, Washington, now, Washington Commanders have been problematic for the last almost five years. But the owner that now, former owner Dan Snyder, being embroiled in numerous scandals that have caught attention of Congress, right? It makes it makes us wonder, right? If Dan Snyder wasn't, you know, how bad was Dan Snyder? Some people, I mean, me as a as a sports fan. He was a terrible owner. Some people might wonder, why even own the team for the first place? Now, granted, the then Redskins football, then football team, and now they've been. I do not want to say me mediocre. Mediocre makes them. They have been. Uh, a disastrous of a an organization, but the worst—I can still remember this vividly. Reading in the newspaper, having the worst signing in free agency more than a decade ago with Albert Ainsworth, who has been retired for for many years. It makes me want. How the hell did Washington commanders fuck it up? This used to be a a heritage franchise. 
Then, Washington Reds, Redskins. Now, the They were a heritage franchise in the, in the same words with the Dallas Cowboys, with the New York Giants, with now Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. It begs the question. Now, will the old luster of the commanders Bring back with Magic Johnson and his ownership group. I I have a lot of hopes in it. As as a dot as a part owner of the LA Dodgers, he has a uh, Magic Johnson and his ownership group has brought big names in the in the Dodgers. Brought them to World Series after. What would have been a, uh, an eternity of 40 years of not having the Dodgers win? Okay. Can he replicate in, in, in DC? Or in. in Mar- oh, you're playing in Maryland? Hopefully. But the, the ownership, the new ownership group says that now that we've taken over the team. They're going to have a name change. Now, if you're a Commanders fan, like, would you be excited with this name change? We don't know. And you know, I, I assume that you don't know. Well. If you're a Commanders fan, that is a very exciting news to see. That... um. That Magic Johnson is now your owner, and now the and now there's going to be new people coming in in the organization. That's a massive change, right? And whoever the whoever the head coach there, and whoever's the whoever the players that are going to be playing there, that's gonna be a big, big. Big new, you know, there's gonna be opportunities that that will come for Washington Commanders with the owner, the new ownership group. They'll be more in tune to the to the needs of the players, particularly the dilapid what could have, what would be the dilapidated uh, FedEx Field because that that stadium needs a lot of fix fixing to do. In, in either renovation or purchasing a new land in order to build a new stadium. But it's a wait and see because this is going to be the first uh, rodeo ride for Magic Johnson as the new owner. Part co-owner of the Washington Commanders with his Ownership of the Washington Command. Lastly, in this third episode of That Straight Up, Philippines Women's National Team FIFA World Cup campaign in 
Australia, and New Zealand. As a Filipino living in the United States, I am very, very, very proud, immensely proud of my kababayan that are playing in, in New Zealand right now in the, in the Women's World Cup. When they had their first game in New Zealand, I think in the need, uh, let me check the, the stats. I, I don't know where they played, but uh, uh, when they played um, in Dunedin, New Zealand, well, they lost against Switzerland to nothing. I could not. I could never been more proud to be a Filipino because these ladies, m most of them were Filipino Americans, grew, grew up in the United States, have little to to no knowledge of their Filipino culture. Many of these players are half Filipinos, right, and. For me, as a Filipino American, I could never have been so proud to see our Kababayan, our nice to play in in the World Cup. And I will say this in Tagalog, in my native tongue. Napaka napaka importante tong kampanya nito sa World Cup. Kasi alam mo hindi bihira lang sa ating bansa na makasali tayo sa malaking pandaydigan na alik hindi naman paliksahan kundi kompetisyon sa larangan ng soccer at nung kahapon nung martes yata nung naglaban ang Pilipinas kontra sa New Zealand which they won by a score of one one nil with Ser I think Serena Bolden when scoring the game winning goal. Hindi na sila nakapag uh, score during the second half. Sobrang ako. I was very happy in a sense, right? Because to think of it, ang laro nito Hindi, obviously, if you're Filipino and Filipino-American living in the United States, soccer is not really our our, our sport, our, our nation's pastime. Talagang basketball. Naglalaro tayo ng basketball. Nagpapapakas pa nga tayo sa covered court or sa indoor gym. Minsan nga, sa lakas tayo naglalaro ng basketball. Soccer, not really our sport. Soccer has been coming up for the last, siguro mga ten, more than ten years na with kasama na rin yung volleyball and now with the with the, with the Philippine Ascas and now with Pilipinas. I couldn't be more happier sa sa resulta na nangyari sa atin to, uh, last night or two nights ago. Na tinalo natin ng New Zealand to score one nothing sa kanilang home turf pa lang yun, ha? Hindi mo akalain na ganyan pala mangyayari. 
right? Serena Bolden said this na last year nung nagko-qualify pa lang sila sa World Cup. Last year lang to, 2022. Aka, ano lang yan. Aka, this is just recently lang to. Remember that we will be there next year. Talagang isinapuso niya. Purin to heart na kaya nila. And I think if you were the men's federation, they gotta do more. Talagang give more na. Right? And I think this is, this goes to say na if we put the attention to the men's team, the basketball pa lang, and also now with women's basketball, ano na, umaarangkada na, you'd be quite surprised na there has there's going to be more support, right? But would this success goes forever? Malay mo, maybe. Pero, totoo lang, I like that moment, momentum. Kasi, in the end, dito tayo puhugot ng mga bagong fans sa soccer. This would generate money. Hindi na lang, hindi na, hindi na pera. Kundi in, new viewership and interest sa soccer. And who knows, magkakaroon ng women's league ang, ang women's soccer. For, even in the Philippines, with the, with the Philippine Soccer, uh, soccer Federation na you know, they've been building up the, 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 the soccer league with the with the Philippine Football League. Right? Dito mo makikita yung yung ano, yung tagumpay. Kasi it, 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 it I would, I would not to say compared, but this would make a bit of a comparison. That MLS here in the United States, professional soccer for the good 20 years have been dominated with MLS. But before MLS came in, uh, came in the, NA, uh, the North American Soccer League, you know, nahirapan sila to attract, you know, league, uh, you know, to maintain soccer in the United States. Soccer has been coming up in the United States for the last 20 some odd years, almost 30 years now. So, dito pa lang sa Pilipinas, with the women's victory, it's a uh, malaking, malaking momentum na to. I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna be a huge, huge part na, okay, ginawa na natin to, we've done it, we've done it na. Can the Philippines move to the next round, sa round of 16? We shall wait and see na. Kasi, ang next game na, it's gonna be, I think, Friday, laban sa Norway. And, talagang, you know, wait and see na, kung mananalo tayo sa Norway. Pag nanalo tayo sa Norway, malamang, pasok na tayo sa round of 16. And that, that's gonna be a huge thing. Uh, huge thing kasi, with men's basketball, with Philippines, you know, in being the host nation of the FIBA World Cup, ito magiging momentum nila to. This will be a, a huge momentum for the men's side, right? Not soccer, but basketball. And hopefully, when the 
um FIFA qualifiers within the next two years, right? Pagdating ng 2026. Baka puhugot ang men's team dito. Baka mag-qualify na sila uh, for the 2026. If I'm not mistaken. Mistaken, no? So, you know, I'm just gonna switch back to English. It's a, it's a wait and see now. And I'm very excited for the Filipinas uh, women's soccer team. And, you know, my hope for them is to really, you know, you've inspired the women, not just in our country, but the Filipino-American community, you know, and also women, uh, Filipino, Filipino women. To really, there's a there's a path. We we can now play with the big boys, uh, with the nah, not big, big girls, right? Like USA, Japan, Mexico for perhaps, England, France, and Brazil. So, pero. But we should take the game step by step, and then see where is where our future lies with the women's team. Now the men should get the hugot or get the inspiration from from the different sport. You know, also other sports federations in the Philippines. You know, make it bigger and attract more. So yeah, that was it. Wow, this has been a long episode. Six topics. Woo! As, as we say in Tagalog, haba, no? Mag-isa lang. Doing it by myself. But um, thank you for really listening to you guys, uh, listening for this podcast. This is the third episode. You know, I, I, I'll keep working hard to bring more fresh content and sports and all that stuff. Um, there's going to There's gonna be some plans, uh, hopefully soon. You know, with this, what, how is this podcast gonna come along? So you know, um, you know, you know, wait and you know, wait and see. And also, uh, please follow on my uh social media page. Um, my person um at nine nineteen. Let me check my IG. I'm not great at memorizing the uh things these days. Jeez. <laughs> But anyways, nineteen underscore dot Gabby Duga underscore dot ninety five. So if you don't know my name, it's gonna be G A B B Y D U. That's my IG handle. So if you guys are able to um um you know hear the this podcast and share share this to your friends, share this to your your loved ones and to your colleagues at work you know will you know, uh, you know even like comment you know follow me on the, the new episodes and you know guys and you know I know that summer is you know we're in the middle of the dog days of summer but you know with with season, with all the sports coming in now with football you know, hopefully basketball uh, coming right around the corner with NHL 
coming right around the corner. You know, we'll um, definitely we'll talk about soccer and you know, and 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 also every Wednesday I will post I will post a actually not every Wednesday but every Thursday I will post a question of the day, what topics I should you know report to my personal uh, IG page and what what topic sports topics I should discuss in the in the next episode for episode four. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. This has been your boy Kabiguga. And as always, thank you so much for listening to that straight up with Gabiguga because uh, and you know thank you for listening. <laughs> you know, I just wanna say this to all of you guys. Take care of yourself, take care of each other. Let's bring peace. Let's bring love to each other. And, you know, I just wanted to say, stay safe, everyone. I want you guys to stay hydrated. You know, stay safe uh, in the hot summer. And I'll see you guys on to the next episode. Yeah. Cheers. Good night.